The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 133. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. Say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies. TV series, and more. Joining me today are Lisa Jones, hi Lisa, and Victor Lambs. Hello, Victor. Today we are discussing the third episode of Season 7, Fragile Balance. Can you tell us about this episode, Victor? Well, with the start of the episode, we start with a good twist before the intro. We see Jack as young Jack. Later in the episode, we learn that, well, we supposedly learn that he is Jack, but young. He'd, how he'd eaten a beer, some takeout food, and then went into bed and woke up young. He said he saw four lights, so SG-1 went to many houses and asked about the four lights. They thought it was the Asgard, and turns out it was a renegade Asgard. And young Jack was apparently going to die. But then they find older Jack on the Asgard ship. And older Jack and young Jack speak pretty similar words and have very similar opinions. I guess that kind of goes to show because they are the same person, basically. Older Jack wants young Jack to survive, so they call for Thor. At first, he doesn't respond. Then he comes. And he basically fixes Jack. Young Jack, and the original Jack sends young Jack off to high school. What do you think about this episode, Lisa? I thought it was a great dynamic between the the main cast. You know, they're they're teasing Jack about being young, and they don't believe him. And honestly, it's just a great representation about what the show has come to with like the characters, because you know it's it's funny. It's funny the way they're teasing him, the way they're treating him. And also, yeah, I, it was a good episode. It was genuinely a fun, little, enjoyable episode. What are your thoughts on this episode, Lisa? <laughs> this was a really fun episode. It was uh, just just lighthearted and we... we it, it's such a creative way to handle an episode when one of your lead actors can't be there. And so the fact that they jumped in and, you know, did all the sci-fi tropes and made it teenager. And of course, no one believed it was him. So that was awesome. And uh, just, I, I don't know. It's one of my favorite episodes. It's really fun. Yeah, I, I was impressed by how well uh, the actor who played young Jack was able to mimic Richard Dean Anderson's mannerisms. Oh, yeah. He he nailed it. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I have to I have to agree. It's it's a great 
fun, lighthearted episode. And it gives us more insight into the, you know, the Asgard, you know, we get to see, see Jacob uh, again, but even, even apart from, you know, what it, what it brings to the, you know, mythos of Stargate, it is just a lot of fun. And, and, and like you said, the, the actor they have playing young Jack there is just, just spot on with, um, with his mannerisms. Um, Peter DeLuise directed this episode and you can tell he probably invested a lot of time coaching and, and directing, um, Michael Welch. Michael Welch, yeah. And, you know, how to act like Jack. And I, I don't know how much time he had with Richard Dean Anderson to, you know, to be coached that way too, but it was it was very, uh, very effective. Yes, very convincing. Mm-hmm. I do, it's also nice to see the Asgard not being a monolithic entity anymore, mm-hmm. where you, it's not just they're the Asgard and they do this one particular thing. We have outliers who are going against the rest of their mandates and i like to see that and i also like that it's loki because obviously that ties into the the god of mischief and he stays true to his namesake yeah, yeah so but before we get there yeah it opens up you know with uh uh you know there's a there's an intruder at the base is that it yeah they have a person in custody uh you know they go down to the to the holding cell and there's this kid there who seems to know more about the sgc than than he should um and uh, is able to convince them pretty quickly that, you know, he's he is Jack O'Neill. Um, you know, they say he's certainly loud and grating enough to be, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and to their credit, like they don't automatically doubt him. It's not like Jonas with the invisible bugs uh, again. I do like a. Uh... Because initially they're pretty skeptical of it, but and Daniel brings up that we've had our bodies swapped, Jack's turns old, we've been turned into robots, like all these different crazy mm-hmm. things happen, and this really is not a bridge too far, given everything else that happens with them. No. And I love that he says, just get to the park where Fraser examines me and let's move on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like that exchange, you know, Tilk says, you know, we... Well, we've been in weirder situations before until it goes name one and then Daniel just lists them all <laughs> one <Yep>. right after <laughs> one right after another. It's always the show's always very good at uh being self aware about those things. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was uh it seems like his ma- uh young Jack's main uh objective throughout the episode is getting beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Beer reference. <laughs> He's like the tricks rabbit there. Yep. Yeah. He gets denied it, over and over again. It is funny because he is supposed to be, they, they said he's like 45, which in reality, I think Richard Anderson was much older than that when he filmed it. But, uh, you know, he's supposed to be this middle-aged man, but as young Jack, he kind of acts like a teenager Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the problem is, is that middle-aged Jack acts like a teenager. And so now he's just a teenager acting like a teenager. I don't know, but I love that he's sitting there trying to get someone to buy. I'm like, you have a, a fake ID on you, you know? Yeah. But he's trying to get someone to buy beer for him. And their first response is basically to call dad. Yep. You can rat him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it, it does get into like, it's mostly a lighthearted comedy episode, but it does get into some existential horror. When you <laughs> discover that uh, this is not young Jack, it is cloned Jack. Yeah. And he's young. And that's just, 
they could have leaned a bit more into that, but that kind of would have, I feel mm-hmm. like that would have messed up the tone of the episode, but I do want to know, I know, I want to know more about his life as he goes on. So that's what they could do for a Stargate reboot. Bring him back. There you go. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, because he would be 35, you know, 30, 37 now, which would be perfect age to be leading up a SGC team or something, mm-hmm. you know, so if they want to have a second, uh, Jack O'Neill. No, and and I like how his condition is a mistake on on mm-hmm. Loki's part, right? Because the Asgard put like a safety switch in in Jack's DNA to keep him from from being cloned, and so Loki doesn't know that and clones clones Jack and sends him, you know, home for a few days to to take real Jack's place, um, and uh, of of course doesn't realize that he's he sent home a a teenager. Yeah. And I just looked up uh, Michael Welch, the actor, and he's still he's still out there working. So, mm-hmm. oh, good. Maybe he's available. Doing some Hallmark movies up in Vancouver. He's in a he was in a the Quantum Leap uh, reboot apparently in one of the episodes. So, mm-hmm. cool. Which yeah, I, I did read that they wanted there. to bring him back. They they loved. I mean, he really nailed the character, um, and they wanted to bring him back. They just. You know, it just never, you know, one of those things, it just never worked out, but that they did try to come up with stories to bring them back right away. Mm-hmm. That would have been, especially, I guess it's not a spoiler because this is 20 years ago, but, you know, knowing that we're about to have a lot of non-Jack episodes, this would have really been great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And was Richard Dean Anderson not available for, for a while or... That's what I read is that okay. he wasn't available for this episode. And so they were trying to be creative and, you know, sci-fi way creative to have him still be present, even though the actor wasn't available, except for they said one or two days to shoot. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like the line they, they, regarding his condition, you say it is, it is a cliche almost if you watch enough TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regarding <laughs> the uh, alien abductions and stuff too. Yeah. I, I know. And. And you think about what you said earlier, Jack, about how they don't take themselves. They're pretty aware. I mean, they just they just made an episode that basically copies all of these alien abductions that nobody ever believes. And you read in the tabloids yeah. and stuff. And here they just they're like, OK, let's make a plot out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to. I do wonder, though, with a uh, young Jack, are they going to have to like, I assume he has to sign some NDAs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What but, name did they give him? They give yeah. him, like put him up in a house, an apartment. They pay for his college. Like, wh- I know I have so many questions. Yeah, it, it is also a bit creepy that he, yes. you know, he he goes to high school and he's like, "Hey, there's high school girls," and it's he's physically fifteen, but mentally he's a forty-five, yeah. fifty-year-old man. So, yeah, yeah, that part was was a little. Icky. A little skeezy. Yeah. But I guess they're they're aiming for you're looking at grown Jack and teenage Jack, so you're supposed to just mentally shift that he's really just a teenager now. I don't know. Yeah, and I I guess I mean they could have like mind wiped him or something or like now he has memories consistent with the earth fifteen year old or something. I don't know. Yeah. What I did he gets yeah. out of the car and puts yeah. those puts those sunglasses on <laughs> yeah. and like Goes over to the girl. <laughs> Just cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some, since the, I know they don't bring the actor back, but uh, I feel like he would also be a target for the uh, Jif- or, um, the Gould. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd be a very valuable asset. Yeah, or even the NID, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, yeah. you know, the NID would find out about this. So maybe that was one of the stories they were trying to spin to bring him back. That would have been, I mean, that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like the uh, X302 briefing because, <laughs> you know, Jack's been relieved of duty, but he was supposed to give this this briefing on the X302s, how they perform in, in, in combat. And so instead, it's it's Carter in front of, you know, these these pilots, uh, also captains and majors sitting in the room. And, you know, they're, they're very serious about, you know, learning as much as they can because it's going to be their lives on the line as soon as they, you know, get into one of these things. But, you know, for all of her, you know, ability as a pilot, Carter hasn't had the same experience in the X-302 that Jack has. And so they're really hoping to get Jack's perspective. And Carter is kind of bombing in front of them, which... I thought it was a, an effective scene. It's it's not one where, you know, Carter is like super good at everything. She can explain how the inertial inertial dampeners work because she probably designed them, but it's up to mm-hmm. Jack to explain that they're only about 90% effective, you know, when you're when you're pulling negative Gs in them. So, you know, so Jack does <laughs> does you know, talk his way into the briefing room after being accosted by the guards and and we get another <laughs> Another great callback line there, you know, where he, where he says, you know, I realize it doesn't say Colonel anywhere on my uniform, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it should. <laughs> so right. yeah, that's the third or fourth variation on that line that we've had so far. And when Jack says, if they're going to work here, they're going to have to get used to things being like, yeah. odd, which I thought was eh, kind of true. I do find it kind of weird, though, that none of the people seem to be taking Carter seriously when yeah. even though she's been. She's been on the team since the beginning. Like they should still be taking her seriously, but it seems like they just shut her down immediately. So I agree. I thought they were like that little rude considering her rank and her experience. You know? Yeah. On the other, I mean, they're flyboys, right? And it's, you know, they, their lives are going to depend on, you know, everything that they can learn in this briefing. And, and obviously the sort of information she can provide isn't what they were looking for in that respect. But yeah, it was, it was very kind of, tense and you know it's always uncomfortable to see carter put in those situations mm-hmm. yeah but jack put him in their place pretty quickly so mm-hmm. yeah yeah they'll listen to a teenage jack but not a <laughs> yeah you know air force what was she a captain at this point major she's a major yeah major <laughs> yeah and so with with the uh the reveal that he's he's going to die because uh, he's not cellularly stable I was almost, I wasn't hoping, but I was figuring that they were going to do something like he's getting younger and younger. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't go with that. <laughs> oh, no, he Benjamin buttons himself yeah. out of existence or something. Yeah. He's a space baby. Like so, 2001 I'm glad they didn't or something. Yeah. Cause we have a, here's the, uh, the Star Trek reference for the, for the episode, uh, the next generation episode where Picard and Guinan and I think Roe. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, get mm-hmm. get turned into kids. I hate that episode so much. And this does that concept much better. And I think that's because they got he he's a teenager and not like a five year old. Yeah, I mean, who would who would replace themselves on a show with a bunch of kids? I, I mean, I, yeah, no, yes. it's just a really no. it's a cheap move. <laughs> like that would be like terrible. It would. It's just a way to get out of recording. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just give people a break once in a while. 
Yep. Um, and they and they bring in Jacob, who who is just like the perfect like extra spicy element to add yes. to the stew, because he gets he takes one look at Jack and goes like, "What would anyone hope to possibly gain by this? By creating a young Jack? <laughs> it's not just even like creating a clone; it's like creating a young clone of Jack." It's yeah. Like, yeah. And then and then to like rub salt in the wound, not only. Jack is now a teenager and everything else, but you're going to bring in the Tokra and talk about what, how they're going to help you again. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jack is very emphatic. He will never, ever have another symbiote never again. Yeah. Yeah. So he can rescue another girlfriend he never met. Yep. yep. And get back in the abyss or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he go he starts acting well. I don't know. They don't really like, point this out specifically but it seems like he starts acting more like a teenager throughout the episode like he's playing video games and listening to rock music and i don't know if that was just richard it's just jack o'neill yeah jack o'neill but Mm -hmm. funny that they highlighted that yeah that's what's hard to tell like did he become more teenager or was adult jack always like a teenager and you're just seeing it because he is a teenager i don't know i'm gonna go with that option yeah but it was kind of fun to see them both together mm-hmm. at yeah. the very end. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was the highlight yeah. of the episode was him and Jack and Jack together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do I do like how they bring old old Jack back into it or and and, and duplicate O'Neill, I think, is what they were once they realize he's a clone. And and you know, they could have come up with like a, a better name, but that's you know, they, I think Jack. they settle on yeah, little Jack. They settle on duplicate O'Neill or something. Yeah, and Jack calls him. He says, mm. "What you know? They created a mini me." Yeah, that was kind yep. of funny. And and I love um, when they realize he's he's dying, and and they go to see him, uh, duplicate O'Neill, and and Daniel's like, "Look, there's just there's just no no easy way to tell you this." So Sam's just going to come right out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a nice line to give uh, Michael Shanks. Yep. Yes. That was great because that's that's the dynamic we've missed with Michael Shanks being gone. And yeah. I always say it's kind of like the sibling relationship, the way that they're. I mean, that sounds like something my kids would do. You know, they'd be yeah. like, "No, you tell mom. No, you tell mom." You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We and of course we get Carter trying to go into the deep explanation of it, and he just wants the straight truth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do love that Carter at the beginning, at least, was having a little fun. With, uh, you know, needling him that he was a teenager and he's mm-hmm. just like, that's sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she, she stopped, but then she still, you know, advised him to have as much fun with it as they are. You know, as much fun as they're having with it. Yeah. Which was kind of, I like that. It was <laughs> and, like and then the- Christopher Judge couldn't keep a straight face, if you notice. Yes. When he was talking, he's got this smirk on his face, which is very untilk like <laughs> The quiet amusement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked that. <laughs> And then uh they realize that it is the the Asgard. I, I kinda like the way that's revealed too, you know, with the there are four lights um scene. Uh they don't they don't go full uh, uh Captain Picard there, but um I do like that sequence where they're interviewing the um the former abductees because this has happened before where people have disappeared, have seen similar things, and I do like the way they use the database to narrow it down. And then when they're doing the interviews, they do that 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 trick you know where like somebody they're talking to like four different people and they you know the conversation 
you know, seamlessly moves from one person into the other one and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, nicely done, too, as they kind of work out what's going on here and that they've all kind of seen Asgard in their in their abductions. Yeah. Yeah. Something uh, something that I saw on the wiki uh, was that the actor uh, Michael Welch had never watched any Stargate mm-hmm. before taking oh, okay. on this role. Uh, which makes it even more impressive, and I yeah. guess he worked a lot with uh, Peter DeLuise to learn how to like emulate a uh, Richard Dean Anderson. So, considering the fact that he hadn't seen any of the show before this, like that's makes it even more impressive. And that's the advantage too of having like an accomplished actor and a comedic actor as the director too. Mm-hmm. Is I think Peter DeLuise is just able to to get such great performances out of you know even even the guests on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Who, as you said, might not know, you know, the rich mythos and character interactions of of Stargate. Wait, you mean the actors on the show aren't as obsessed with it as the fans are? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like, if you were, I mean, if you were obsessed with, like, the show, I don't know if that would be a good thing. I know Peter Capaldi was obsessed with, like, Doctor Who, but I don't know to, like, what extent he was by the time he was the Doctor. I don't know if that makes the show better or worse if your actor is, like... No, like, like Picard would never, would never, well, yeah, we've seen Picard seasons one and two, and I guess we know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we know what happens. But yeah. I, yeah. I think the director would probably hate it. Yeah. To have a, have a obsessed actor. <laughs> but I would say, I want to see the behind the scenes of Peter DeLuise, um, you know, you know, instructing him on, you know, I want to see Peter DeLuise do Jack O'Neill to teach yeah. Michael Walsh. That's what I want to see. I want to see that yes. outtake or behind the scenes. Yeah, that'd maybe be awesome. A, maybe it's on one of Malazzi's tapes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have, to, I, we'll have to see if... I haven't gone back and looked at the DVDs in a long time because it's really hard to hook up a DVD player these days. So... <laughs> it is. It's like... I got like I three of them, them in the garage and stuff. And it's just... I gotta go find which box they're yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, which TV can I hook that up to? Yeah. So I need to go back and watch what the behind the scenes was on this one. Yeah. And maybe there's some commentary right. too. I'm doing this live. You've got it. Yeah. <laughs> You've <Yeah>. got the DVD. <laughs> Director's commentary watch along for the next. Uh, so we have, yeah, we have commentary for each episode and that's it. No, does, it say no. who, does it say who does the commentary for each episode? Is there a it little do- booklet or? Uh, it doesn't. I'm going to, okay. I need to start watching them with the commentary though. Yeah. 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 It would be fun for, for this one to see if it is Peter DeLuise doing the commentary or, or who, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Board. That would be a lot of fun. Like yeah. I said, when I find my DVD player, I will somehow plug it in. Not not a lot of love for the Asgard in this episode once they realize what's going on. No. Daniel at one point has a rude name for them. Um, oh, yes. The yeah. over imposition of the first syllable <laughs> there. Yes. Uh, mispronunciation of the As in, in Asgard. <laughs> uh, Jack makes a reference, at least two references to their hindquarters. Older Jack does at least, and um, and when he finds out, young duplicate Jack or young Jack, you know, it's like, well, we, you know, the, the only person who would know would be the, you know, the Asgard scientist. He's like, fine, give me a nine mail, I'll get it out of the little sucker. Which I thought was a great line coming from. <laughs> like he's just like, it, it's it's a little you know cute and charming when old Jack says it, but when fifteen year old Jack says it, it's just like, yeah, okay, so nobody nobody give this kid a gun. No. But, yeah. yeah. I- I guess that's a good looking back. That's a good thing. They gave him a Zat instead. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I love that too. I love that, you know, it's, it's, um, when he's, when he's at Loki, 
Because we, we get a nice mix of like CG Asgard and then puppet Asgard in this mm-hmm. one too. Whenever the Asgard are walking, it's CG, and whenever they're strapped to a table, it's it's um you know puppet. But we get mm-hmm. uh, we get, we get this great shot where you know from you don't see Young Jack zadding Loki. You just see Loki walking along, and then he gets hit with the blast, and he does like this really like kind of like almost Looney Tunes. Like his tongue starts to loll out, and he does this comedic kind of like spin and fall to the floor. It's pretty subtle, but it's also it's also really funny. The animators had had some fun with that. I feel like the Asgard are the closest non Star Wars Muppets we get in terms yeah. of their physicality, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and and like I, like I said, when they are puppets in this, it's you know you could tell because the head doesn't sit on the neck completely right, but it is. I, I love the puppet Asgard; they're just so well done. And I don't know who who is the voice of of Loki in this one. That was uh, Peter DeLuise, yeah. <laughs> oh, there he goes, yeah. Okay. Well, that there you go. I so that, that just adds yeah. to it. Yeah, it does. And we get a nice callback to the, as you call him, the handsome Squidward. Um, oh, yes. Asgard pro- progenitor. And humans are, are pretty similar to the, to the former Asgard uh, from tens of thousands of years ago, before all the degenerative cloning. This is what happens with technology. Yeah. As as uh, they've said before, you know, making the copy of the copy of the copy, which I don't know if that really resonates with with kids today. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Like pixel degradation is a real thing because it is. Yeah. People don't actually do one to one copies. They'll screenshot and then screenshot the screenshot. And then I think there's a whole XKCD comic about that. Digital okay. rot. So. I was thinking like those pale purple dittos, like your teachers used to do in the oh, classroom. Yeah. You know, the, before yeah. Xerox, before the actual copy machines. If you got the end of the run, yeah, your, yeah. yours was looking pretty Some of pretty them were rough. smudgy, yeah. That was before my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, do we have any uh, fun alternate language titles yeah, for this yeah, episode? Yeah, we do. We interestingly enough uh most of them were were some variation of a fragile balance but um in in french we get uh and i'm going i'm not going to pronounce this right but l'apprentier sorcier which is the sorcerer's apprentice mm-hmm. which if you want to know more about the sorcerer's apprentice and not the uh, original goethe poem but the actual um one that uh, animated sequence from fantasia uh, we just did a uh, Secrets of Movie and TV on Fantasia. So that is out now and you can find it on the SQPN website. But the best the best one, of course, goes to to German. Uh, language title for this is Der Falsche Klon, which is the, the false clone. Give it away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the wrong clone or whatever. <laughs> It wasn't like Das Kinderjack or something. Das Kinderjack. Das, <laughs> das Kinder. No, the false clone. So, yeah, that does kind of give it away. Yeah. But that doesn't... I'm going to have to call that title out a bit because it's not a false clone. He's an actual clone. What's, what's false about him? It, it, yeah, it, Jack's not a... I mean, real Jack isn't a clone, but I don't know. He's an actual clone. Clone, yeah. clone with a mistake. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Like the wrong, the yeah. Didn't let him bake at 350 degrees for 25 to 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, did you all have any other thoughts on this episode? 
Um, just like you said, I, I liked uh, when we got, you know, uh, Richard Dean Anderson back and he's, you know, in his in his bed under the covers in a fetal position. And then, you know, everybody's <laughs> standing around him in his room, which, you know, funny. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably <laughs> not the way you want to wake up with all your coworkers standing around your bed. But no. yeah, that was super awkward. Uh, I would say that the 17 year old version of me. The, the blonde 17-year-old version of me, uh, really thought the uh, clone younger Jack was quite cute. Yeah, she she definitely... Yeah. Yeah, thought he was attractive. And I, I liked how they, they didn't hide the fact that he was 15, because you can see that they're covering up acne and oh, yes. different different parts. And, you know, yes. And, you know, during the episode, they'll like get more and less apparent and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. That it's, was it's, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, you know, airbrushed, you know, teen star. He actually no. he is a teenager. And he looked like one. Going yeah. Through, yeah. 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 There was, um, I, I did like that. You know, you think about, would you go back to high school? You know, Jack asked Jack yeah. at the end. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. You, no way. I don't think so. Yeah. No like, way. Those were some difficult years. <laughs> Not even like difficult. I mean, because I had pretty good high school years and stuff, but it's just, you know, I've already done it. I just wouldn't have the patience for it, it doing would. it again. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to be like uh, Edward from Twilight and go through high school for like no. 80 something years? <laughs> no. No. Just the would... drama, the angst, the, ugh, I, you know, no. <laughs> pretty yeah. sure that's one of the circles of hell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'd rather be like a Walmart or a Meyer reader for 80 years than be in high school for 80 years. <laughs> you get to see different people at least every day and you don't really get wrapped up in their lives. True. Well, who knows? You might have some regulars. Oh, that's true. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment uh, to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Kevin J., Bridget, Leo J, Michael F, and Shiloh S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to create the Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find the video versions at youtube.com slash Media. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send us feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Orpheus. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me and sharing the secret to Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and my vitality was just fine, thank you. <laughs> it's more than I needed to know. <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Berizzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Star Trek. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Trek.